This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to the third and final of our podcast from the show floor at the recent Industry Week 21 event. In this episode, OPI CEO Steve Hilliard catches up with Independent Supply Group Chairman Jordan Cudler and the organization's CEO Mike Gentili. They give their views on the show and discuss some of the key issues in the independent dealer channel. So skulking away in the corner of the uh, trade show floor is Jordan Cudler, the president and COO of Legacy Offer Solutions, uh, Brooklyn, New York. And um, Jordan is also the chairman of Independent Suppliers Group, of course, the organization organizing this year's Industry Week. So Jordan, it's uh, fantastic to to be with you. Um, What are your thoughts and reflections on this inaugural show that um, ISG have put on? Well, Steve, first, we're excited that you're here with us as well. It's been a long time, and um, we're, we're happy with the results. We're, you know, there was a little anxiety, as to be expected, about whether or not we would get any kind of uh, strong attendance. There are some dealers that, and vendors that backed out and toward the end, uh, which, again, is to be expected. These are just difficult times, and people just don't necessarily have a comfort level that they want to be exposed to a large crowd like this. But at the same time, there is a substantial amount of people here. Um, There's a a sense of excitement. Everybody is just happy to be engaging with people again. And as you look around, I mean, people are just networking, they're spending time, they're swapping stories and just, you know, sharing how they got through COVID over the last year and a half, two years. Uh, So overall, I think it's just been a a successful outcome. Um, We've had great seminars and we've had a lot of participation and the vendors are excited to be here and the dealers that are here are elated. Well, let's um, put your dealer hat on. You 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 wear two hats, as I suggested, but with your dealer hat on um, you know what do you think are the key challenges and then the key takeaways that uh, dealers will take from this event when they get back to their offices on Monday morning oh, that's a tough question key challenges I I, I, th- I don't know that the challenges over the last two years really have changed much I think that people are still struggling with supply chain issues it's the, the hottest topic here right now um, each section of the country has a different work, return to work period of time or, or phase in period of time. There are sections of this country that really haven't been as adversely affected as others. Um, so I, I think that dealers are uh, anxious to see a return to work environment. There's been a lot of discussion about the hybrid workplace, um, how that's going to impact um, consumption going forward. I, I think that at you know, that remains to be seen. I don't think it will be as doom and gloom as some project it will be. I think that um, corporate America is prepared for a return to work environment where rather than being mired down with with, uh, tons of expense reports and reimbursements that they have to give to their employees for purchases at Amazon or through a big box, uh, perhaps it'll be 
you know, if an employee is working in the office three days a week, one of those three days you go to your supply department and requisition what you need and you take that home. And that will be a, a big lift to the independent dealer community, I think. So Jordan, you've been fairly vocal in your you know, role as chairman of ISG in terms of kind of corralling and encouraging the dealers to get behind the programs um, that their group has negotiated on, on behalf of the, the uh, membership. Yeah, what's been the response to that? I mean, has there been progress? Are you, are you in a better position now in terms of um, engaging and supporting the programs? Yeah, Steve, that's uh, also an interesting question. I, I've called for unity. I've called for dealers to get behind programs at a time that it's difficult to get behind a program, especially because of supply chain issues. I think you take this time period and you kind of compartmentalize it and put it on the side, and you would have to see what will happen in the future. Right now, dealers are in a position where they have to acquire merchandise by hook or crook from unconventional sources. So, and I think even the manufacturers understand that today. But I do believe that um, there will be a return period where dealers will get behind the programs. Speaking with dealers, they, they support the concept. I think that they're starting to understand a little better today that programs are fragile, um, that manufacturers have expectations, and there's a willingness for the manufacturer to help the independent dealer community and the channel itself gain some parity with uh, other channels, uh, but the dealer is going to have to step up and show their support. And, and I think that just by being here and even the trade show floor being as uh, packed as it is, is indicative that dealers want to support the manufacturers. Read an interesting article yesterday, of course, on our website, um, a roundup of the um, financial results. I guess that would be the uh, the third quarter results. And you know, a number of companies, Aco, Acme, were alluding to you know sort of supply chain issues, and you just mentioned it. Um, and it certainly seems that those companies that, that the manufacturer are much closer to the um, the, the point of sale, um, of course, are, are faring much much better. Do you think this is? Um, this current situation is going to precipitate, you know, what we might call onshoring and, and, and moving more manufacturing back to uh, the U.S. or back to you know, other parts of North America? I hope it does. Um, we heard from a manufacturer today that is manufacturing components here in the United States. Um, I, I think that manufacturers will have to find and strike some level of balance. Maybe it's key components that get manufactured here that are the components that are more critical to uh, production and, and the completion of a product. Uh, again, a lot of this remains to be seen. The, the human nature is to revert back to what was easy and what was low cost. There are lessons to be learned from an, a, a time like this. Um, but, you know, at the same time, people have short memories when things get back to normal. And you see that even in certain product categories where consumers were just thrilled to get their hands on anything and you know and, and those products worked just fine for them and they were even lower cost but once the more popular brands became available they migrated back to that so you know hopefully there'll be some more manufacturing brought back where we can control it and that we won't be as impacted and at the mercy of, of another nation and and just 
supply chain log jams. Fantastic. Um, well, thank you for stopping by, having a chat. Uh, congratulations on what I think has been a great show. And I look forward to buying you that steak in New York that uh, I keep promising you. I'm looking forward to enjoying it with you, my friend. Thank you for being here. So now I'm joined by um, the main man himself, Mike Gentili, President and CEO, and uh, heading up the organization Independent Suppliers Group that's put together this inaugural Industry Week. Uh, Mike, it's great to, uh, to be at your show. I'm glad we were allowed back into your country. And first of all, you know, great congratulations on finally managing to pull this off. What are your, what are your thoughts and reflections uh, a few days into the event? Well, Steve, thank you and the OPI team for coming and showing your continued support. Uh, it was critical that we get the support of our supplier partners, our industry um, uh, collaborators, as I call them, and um, organizations like OPI to come and show their support. We're encouraged. Uh, I was worried um, about moving forward with it. I wasn't sure what the attendance would be like and the participation, and we understand why some suppliers and some of our members could not attend, but we are just ecstatic with the uh, attendance that we've had. Many local dealers drove in for this trade show and to attend the seminars, and um, our attendance is acceptable. Uh, we're down from where we normally would be uh, by about maybe 20, 25%, but we've got about 820 uh, total, we think, and we're encouraged by that. Uh, the first night, it was uh, shoulder to shoulder at the opening reception. Uh, people enjoyed catching up. It's been too long that they haven't been together. And to think that we just put this company together about two years ago when we merged uh, ISG and Trimega and Pinnacle and brought it all together. And it's a testament to the independent dealer community. And our theme for this week was resilience. And it, it's clearly demonstrated here. I have to say, and you'll know this, um, you know, I've done literally hundreds of uh, functions in ballrooms, in hotels, in many, many parts of the world, mostly in, in the U.S. And I have to say, you know, there's been a great buzz around this event. There was a great buzz at the uh, opening reception. You know, you had to bring it inside because of the, you know, the poor weather. Um, and I was kind of thinking, oh, my God, another ballroom, you know, buffet. But it was a great evening, you know. And, but, but my point is this, you know, are, are people really buzzing just because, you know, we're back together again after such a long time? or uh, are they buzzing about the event? Um, you know, what are you going to do once the sort of post-COVID kind of hugging has stopped? What are you going to do to expand and improve this format? No, it's, it's a good question. Um, and, and that's where the entire culture of the group comes into play. Uh, no doubt that people are, uh, as you call it, buzzing because it's been so long since we've been able to get together. The group has come up with a number of programs and services uh, through 2021 that we're going to carry into 2022 and we'll focus on that uh, in industry week 2022 which we announced will be uh, first week of november at caesar's palace in las vegas so we'll continue to try to uh, meet the needs of our independent members and expand what isg does in our industry and other industries so we're not sitting back and saying and looking back we're looking forward and listening to our members asking them what's important and doing the best we can to, to deliver on their needs. Yeah, great news about Vegas. Looking forward to that. Caesar's Palace next year. Um, I, I love the uh, Elvis costume that you donned onto stage yesterday. A question everyone was asking, of course, is uh, shaving or waxing? How did you achieve that beautiful sort of shiny chest? 
Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. The king arrived, and um, I think the king is probably rolling in his grave when he saw um, someone come out on the stage and try to imitate Elvis. But uh, I think it's a lasting impression, so no one will, they will not forget where next year's meeting will be. And who knows, maybe the king himself will show up next year, Steve. Of course, I will be there. Um, so, it's been said um, by some, and I recall initial conversations when the first idea was muted about Industry Week, that it, it should be an industry event. Um, you obviously have positioned this as an independent dealer event. Uh, do you have any plans to throw the doors open to um, other industry participants? Well, I'm not sure who the other industry partners would be. Um, if we're talking maybe Staples and Depot, uh, then no. Uh, we don't consider them part of the independent dealer industry, which is what this is all about. Uh, if it's other groups within the channel uh, that have uh, chosen not to participate, I'm going to work to try to get them to participate next year and try to accommodate what their needs are, uh, whether that is uh, AOPD or office partners or DPCG, to try to get them involved so that it is an independent industry uh, week. But, you know, we're not going to open it up to Staples and Depot, not that it, they would even be interested in attending, and clearly not Amazon. So uh, our intention is to keep this an independent industry event. Um, dealers heading back to their offices next Monday, you know, will, will have been faced with a, with a barrage. Their, their assault, senses will have been assaulted with um, information and ideas and learnings and experiences from, from other dealers. When, when you reflect on all of that, you know, what would, what would you say were the one or two sort of key takeaways that dealers with limited time resources should focus on when they get back to their premises next week? Yeah, that's... It's a, it's a plethora of issues, and, and we try our best to try to encourage them that uh, they're not going to be able to um, address all the issues that, they have, that have come up that, and the ideas. Pick three or four, uh, whether it's how do I retool my sales force to meet the needs post-pandemic? How do I enhance my web storefront? my e-commerce strategy. Uh, what do I do to try to buy a bit more competitively and more direct? And we're a buying group. It's all about buying direct um, and utilizing our carton programs like we have with SP Richards with the RDC. So it's about cost of goods. It's about to, how to utilize your, your, your human assets more effectively, uh, where you find some cost efficiencies or operational efficiencies that you may have picked up by talking to some members. Uh, those are the key areas that we'll send out like a summarized bulletin in a week and say, look, take a look at these key things. And um, I was pleased, you know, when you come to Orlando or Vegas, you wonder if the venue is going to distract people and you lose them. Well, this show floor is still busy. I walked around to almost every single seminar and they were well attended. People are taking notes, and I'm encouraged by that. So, yeah, good question, Steve. They, they can't do 10, 15 things because our, our members are so, they, they're distracted with so many issues that they're dealing with now. You know, the, the hybrid work environment and how to address that, how to meet the needs of the hybrid workforce, the significant number of price increases that they're continuing to have to absorb and pass on, and then the disruption of supply chain. So, 
I think that they're all going to be trying to work through those issues over the next, um, you know, couple of months. Uh, we, we've decided we're going to, one thing that the pandemic did is allowed us to really retool our assets to be able to do more um, virtual training. And we'll be doing more of that in the first and second quarter. Fantastic. Well, um, you know, we've enjoyed being a part of your um, Industry Week experience with the show guide and the awards and uh, your panel. So thank you for allowing us to to participate and hopefully we'll get an opportunity to work with you and your fantastic team again in 2022. Yeah, we definitely will be uh, counting on the OPI team. Uh, The minute we get back, uh, we do our we do our uh, debrief. We send our surveys out to members and suppliers. And then we immediately get rolled into uh, 2022 in Vegas. So definitely we'll be working on it. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.